Hey there, friend. Life is too short to be beaten down by crazy curveballs, stress, and drama. Want to distress, choose joy, and get healthy? If this sounds like fun, you are in the right place. Let's get inspired by experts in happiness, health, and wellness to create the epic lives we all crave and deserve. It's time to lighten up, ladies. Let's dive right in. Welcome to episode number 19, and today we're going to talk about, um, I don't know if it's a midlife crisis or what it was about, but it's been a quite an adventurous few weeks. Wrapping up the summer, I had mentioned before that I'm looking straight at next year, probably being an empty nester with two boys in the middle of applying for college applications, and also, duh, I'm in midlife, and so I'm wondering if I'm going through a midlife crisis or what's going on, but... In the last few weeks, as a family, we've gone parasailing, we've jumped out of airplanes, and we've also gone white river rafting. And so (laughs) I'm wondering, like, what's going on with that? And I think that is a combination of things. One is, yes, um, now that we might become empty nesters, I've been a single mom for a very long time. And for the longest time, I wanted to give the boys memories that they could take with them and we did a lot of that by creating family traditions doing things together arts and crafts and just things that we can do as a family but I wasn't able to give them these kinds of big adventures and now that they're about to leave home wanted to have that experience happen and so that's why this big frenzy of activity it's the end of the summer and we wanted to make sure we got all these things in and at the same time with the skydiving especially I was talking to Martin I was thinking about you know when it's just the two of us what do we want life to look like and so I asked him hey what lights you up what makes you happy what do you want to do ahead and he gave me the typical answer caregivers often give because As a little bit of background, Martin's been a single dad for the last, um, I don't know, 20 years. He's raised three kids on his own as a single dad. And even before then, he's always been a caregiver. And so I think he rarely thinks about what makes him happy and what he wants to do with his life. And so that's what brought that up. I wanted it to be his turn for him to begin thinking about these things. And also, I want that for myself. And, And when he said he didn't know what would make him happy, I thought, let me approach this another way. What is something that has been memorable in your lifetime beyond parenting? What lights you up? And he mentioned his days in the military. He was an army ranger and he's been involved in the Navy SEALs. So he mentioned things like traveling the world and skydiving and scuba diving. So I thought, all right, let me grab on that and say, okay, skydiving. Why did you go skydiving? And it took a little bit of nudging, not a lot, but it was in, this was a Wednesday and on a Saturday he had booked a trip to go skydiving. And he asked me casually if I wanted to go and I thought, maybe not this time, maybe another time, um, thinking that maybe I bought myself a little bit of time, maybe like a year or so. And so the day came when he was supposed to take the dive and I can't remember why I didn't go along with him because being a worrywart, uh, I probably would have normally gone with him I think I had another engagement but I remember it was hours later and I was thinking about him taking this dive off the plane and beginning to worry but then he called me 
and he sounded super elated. I don't think I've really heard him that excited ever. And he said, I want to go again. Can I go again? And I said, yeah, of course, why not go again? And so he got off the phone and that day, apparently when you book a dive out of a plane, they give you the successive dives on the same day at a huge discount. So he went three times total that day and he came home super excited and we got a video. So he showed it on social media. He showed it with family and it just, he wanted to do more of it. And I just love the look of like, he just looked lit up and he hadn't really had that kind of vibe for a while, just because life has been really stressful for obvious reasons and other things. And I thought, I thought to myself, I really want to get me some of that. That is really interesting. And then Jasmine, our daughter, said, hey, I want to go skydiving. And one thing led to another. And the next, you know, a, a weekend or two later, we had four people getting ready to skydive together. So Jasmine traveled over to us from Washington State to sunny California. And we went to Davis and we were gearing up to dive. Uh, you know, the, then I, I've been asked, like, why? Why skydiving? Why did you decide to go? Well, the first thing is because I love experiencing things that um, other people love, even if it's not something on my list, because I'm always curious about people. And Martin loved it so much. I wanted to understand what gave him that sense of being so elated and so excited and wanting to do that again. I also have a client who is 84. Actually, they're a couple. Uh, one is in her late 70s and uh, this client is 84. And they both went skydiving before. And this 84-year-old wants to do it for her 85th birthday. And I had asked her recently, what makes you so excited about skydiving? So she explained the experience and Martin had explained it to me as well in a very similar way that you you decide to do this thing, you're getting in a plane, the plane is climbing ever, ever so much higher and you're looking at the earth and it's disappearing into just like such a huge distance from the sky and then you dive. And you're going 120 miles an hour, just free falling, and you don't realize how fast you're going. There's all this fear and anticipation, everything leading up to it, and then you're doing it. And then when they pull the chute, everything slows down. And what you see is just beauty, and you see something people rarely see in a lifetime, which is just a soft landing back onto the earth. And then when you land on the ground, you feel elated, exhilarated, and you feel a renewed uh, appreciation for life. And so when she described it that way and said that, I thought, yeah, that's something that I really like to experience. And I love her so much. I want to be like her when I grow up that that was another reason why I decided to do the dive. And so one of the lessons I learned is one extreme inspirational act can spark a mini movement because what had happened after that was Martin started talking about his dive and then all of a sudden Jasmine went, I went, Martin went again, and then Jonah wanted to go, our older son, but he ended up having his girlfriend jump. And we didn't, I didn't understand what was going on because I thought, don't make her jump. But then while she was landing, he was there with a sign asking for her to marry him. So we ended up with a daughter-in-law that day as well. So that was really amazing. And then Max, my older son, or he saw the experience that we were having. And he said, hey, you know, I'm interested in doing that too. So the following weekend, Martin took his 
fifth dive, I believe, <laughs> within three weeks. And Max also dove out of a plane and he said it was super exhilarating. And I was looking at Max thinking, I don't know if that was something that I expected from it. It was just sort of random, but I guess it was for all of us. And so one act just sparked this whole thing with our family and then Martin started talking to other people about diving and now a father and daughter they're going to go diving Martin of course said you know if you don't want to take your daughter I'll take her diving because she was super excited to do that I have my niece saying that she's always wanted to go skydiving so that might have sparked something and then we were white water rafting and there were a couple of people there who said that it was on their bucket list to go skydiving but they were afraid to do it and Martin said I will go with you and and so I don't know if he's going with them or not, but they are looking at information and seriously considering skydiving in Tahoe. And so one crazy act has just sparked this mini movement of people skydiving. So it's really interesting how that can happen. And I also just feel like it's really fun to understand somebody better when you see something that they're passionate about and you give it a try as well. I, I feel like I understand them a lot better having done this. So that was really interesting. Another thing I learned from skydiving is, is it's just so much fun to just surprise yourself and to shake things up sometimes. We live with all these labels and definitions and ideas of who we are. And I never really in a million years thought I'd be jumping out of a plane. And one of the things that Martin said that was really helpful was that after having done a total of, what, 173 dives right now at this point, including his military career, Martin says that it's always scary before you dive. You always think about the what ifs and the unknowns and, you know, you feel like you're putting your life in danger. And so that gave me some courage, actually, because I understood then that you're never going to get over the fear. You're never going to be truly ready to take that dive out of a plane. And it's okay to do things scared because on the other side of it is this new appreciation of life and also a better understanding of how brave you can be and what you're capable of at the end of a dive. So it's fun to let go of labels and expectations and it's okay to do something that seems out of a character. And it's part of growth, isn't it? When you do something that's unfamiliar and you challenge yourself a little bit. Is skydiving the answer for everybody to accomplish this? No, but that's the way I got into this realization. So anyways, I do recommend it, but it's definitely not for everybody. And I also realize it's okay not to be getting the approval of everybody. Not everybody really thought it was a great idea to do this skydive. And, and that's okay. I'm at the age where um, not everybody has to agree or understand or think that everything I do is super smart. And, and that's another thing, I guess. It's kind of surprising myself and knowing that these labels are an important part of who I am. I'm a mom, I'm a daughter, I'm a wife, and I'm a teacher, and I'm a geek, and I'm a health coach, and I love working with people, my clients, and teaching, and all those kinds of things, and more. And that's true of all of us. So it's nice to kind of continue to strive and grow and redefine and relearn and rediscover things that you love to do and what you're capable of. So that's lesson number two. The third thing that I discovered after this dive is that things can appear a lot more scary and risky than you would think. Uh, so I wish I'd done this research before I did my skydive. So, so for any of you out there who have skydiving on your bucket list, here's a fun fact for you. It is a lot more risky to get into a car than to jump out of a plane because 
you have a 1 in 106 chance of dying when you get into a car. So that's a 0.91% chance. But when you're skydiving, you have a 1 in 500,000 chance of dying. And that's with tandem diving, which is the safest form of diving out of a plane, interestingly. So it, compared to a 0.91%, you have a 0.00002% chance of dying when you jump out of a plane. And also, you're more likely to die by a lightning strike, a dog bite, or even being stung by a bee. Which, by the way, uh, interesting, Martin got stung by a bee last weekend, and he's been bitten by a dog before. So this guy truly is always living on the edge, isn't he? And he survived to tell about it. So definitely, it's a lot more scary than it appears to be jumping out of a plane. And so I guess it puts things into perspective, doesn't it? Because daily life, you never know what's going to happen. And so you never know, right? I don't know if that makes you feel more contracted or more expansive. Life happens and so you you want to live it. You want to live it to its fullest and it's okay to take risks because I think a lot of it is the other side of it is just sort of the unknown. Now that I know what to expect from going skydiving, it's a lot less scary and now I know that it's not as risky as it appears and having done it now, it just, it's really yeah, it makes me feel more brave and more willing to take risks in a, a smart way, not crazy way. And that opens up your life in so many different ways when you're able to think that way, doesn't it? Uh, number four is that it's a good thing to be a black sheep. I was talking to one of the tandem driving instructors at the diving location and I asked, what kinds of people do you see skydiving like what kinds of characters tend to be interested in this kind of extreme sport and he said yeah you've got a lot of people who are in extreme sports showing up but what's really interesting is a lot of them are the black sheep they're the ones who are a little bit outside the box that tend to like skydiving and I thought about that and actually that made me smile I really like the idea of being a black sheep and outside the box and it was really funny to me because so many people in our family ended up diving um and so we're like cluster of black sheep because i've never really fit in into any group i've always been sort of the outsider or a black sheep and so this was kind of affirming that it's okay and it's kind of cool i think a lot of things don't happen inside the box. A lot of amazing things happen outside of the box. And so it's okay to be the black sheep. And I think it's a badge of honor to be able to be part of that. And so that was something else that came from my skydive. And I think it's awesome and it's cool. So I encourage you to go out there and be the black sheep, do the unexpected, be outside of the box. The fifth thing that I learned from skydiving is it's when you do something different and you push a little bit outside of your boundaries, you have a better appreciation for life. And it makes you really want to make the most of it because after this experience, we're all different now. I, I'm less inclined to let fear stop me from doing what I want to do. And I don't want to put myself in a box. I don't want to label myself. I don't want to restrict myself. Anything is possible. I'm always growing. Um, I'm in midlife, but this doesn't mean that everything's set in stone. It also helps you think about, hmm, what other adventures do we want to have? What other things do we want to do that makes us happy? Because life is short and there, you know, you never know what's going to happen. It was interesting because somebody had asked my husband, 
you know, he has, if you've listened to the other episodes or if you know me, uh, he's been diagnosed with stage four gastric cancer and we're into the eighth year after a terminal diagnosis, after he was told to get his affairs in order. So somebody had asked him, why are you doing all these things now? Is it because you feel like time is limited and you're going to die? And I never liked this answer, um, but it's true. Um, I don't know if he said it or somebody else said it, but everybody's going to die. Everybody has an expiration date. And so when you make it a point to create experiences, to challenge yourself, to have adventures in life, that makes life worth living, right? You, like I said, you don't want to have any of the regrets of the dying. And when you do something adventurous, it's kind of addictive. You want to do more. You start seeking things out that make you happy, that makes you feel alive, that makes you step outside of your comfort zone to have more joy and more fun in life instead of just living life on autopilot. And I believe that after this experience, because now we're in a momentum of doing other things that make us really happy. We went whitewater rafting just this last weekend and it was so much fun. My younger son Dylan tends to play it safe and so he was a little bit apprehensive but just having gotten outside of his comfort zone and this is his birthday gift. He's going to be 17 on the 27th of this month. He's super excited now. We went to a class 2-3 um, trip whitewater rafting and now he wants to try three four and maybe a five and so this just sort of expands his opportunities to see what he's made of and do things that are outside of his comfort zone so that he can get a better understanding of himself and also just know that he can do things that are scary and do it anyway and so I want to encourage you to think about what you want to do. Yes, maybe we're dealing with a midlife crisis here, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's good to be challenged. It's good to have an expiration date because that is what makes you get off of your butt and get moving. And so whether you are dealing with a midlife crisis and thinking about what's up ahead or you're facing down empty nest syndrome just like we are, I encourage you to think about what next? What is the thing that lights you up? What have you done in your lifetime that it's made it so much fun? What makes you feel like so exhilarated? Maybe do something outside of the box, something that's not in character. And if it's something that meets other people's disapproval, well, you know what? That's one of the regrets of the dying you don't want to have, that you spent too much time worrying about what makes other people happy versus what lights you up. So I hope this information has been helpful and inspirational, and I would love to hear what you end up doing as a result of thinking about what's on your bucket list and what you want to have happen with your life ahead. And so I hope that you make something happen. I love that saying, everything begins with a thought or an idea, and it's taking action that makes it into reality. So here's to many, many amazing adventures in your life ahead. And until then, lighten up, ladies. 